0: Come on! Christine, shall we get started?
1: Excellent. Time to chat with you
0: today. Yeah. Welcome to Money Savage Express. This is George Grumbacher. Our guest today is strong and powerful, Christine DeGange. I'm excited to have you on. Christine is the senior editorial director of The Balance at Dot Dash. Again, Christine, excited to have you on. If you would tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do.
1: Sure. Thanks for having me. I, Like you said, I am the editorial director of The Balance, and that means that I oversee the content strategy for um, our personal finance uh, publications that we have. I've been doing personal finance journalism and publishing pretty much my entire career, and I didn't know that that's what I wanted to do, but it, I fell in love with it as soon as I started writing about credit and budgeting and just totally getting to know these concepts that you would think you would learn in school, but you don't. Um, But before that, I was just wanting to go into some sort of writing or journalism degree. I've always loved writing and storytelling and helping people learn things and learning new things myself. So now I have been able to do that for pretty much my entire career and I'm looking forward to doing it for a long time. As far as personal stuff goes, I am originally from the Chicago area, but I live in Brooklyn, New York now with my husband and my dog, Marvin, who is an old man couch potato of uh, (laughs) mutts.
0: Marvin's a great dog name.
1: He is. uh, He looks like a Marvin for sure he's got gray eyebrows now he's very get off my lawn it's
0: fantastic <laughs> nice okay get, get off my lawn perfect this episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy if you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company your organization and your employees check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show so, I, I definitely definitely resonate with everything you talked about. Uh, falling in love with 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 finance, and then being able to 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 tell stories. Tell me a little bit about that, because you're taking information that can be confusing. What 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 role does narrative play in all this?
1: Personal finance is it's not a science. It's things that people have figured out over time, and there are a lot of best. But those are kind of made up too. I mean, based on just what people have learned and have learned the hard way, often learned the hard way. And so it's really important to hear people's individual stories because not everyone's experience with the same financial decision is the same. Not everyone's circumstances is the same same. And it's also really important to address the emotional impact or the role that emotion plays in your financial decisions people think oh it's money it's dollars number that should be really clear cut but if that were the case i think that people would struggle with money a lot less so why do they because there's a lot of emotion in play and what is behind the the things you decide to do with your money and so sharing those stories and making sure people understand that you know it's not that they're bad at managing their money or bad at math or something it's just that it's more complicated than it initially seems and you can relate to all of those different stories that people are talking about how they've gotten out of debt how they've motivated themselves to to learn more and um the successes that they've had
0: yeah i certainly appreciate that it's it's interesting, right? That there is not a right way to do this. It's not like baking a cake, where if you make one tiny mistake in in in, in an amount, the cake is going to come out dramatically different. Um,
1: right. I mean, thank goodness, though. Right, because that would not be super fun. <laughs> I mean, if if there was one right way to deal with your money, I mean. I think there would be a lot. Yeah, it would probably be a lot less stressful. Just being able to like tell me what to do. I want to figure it out. But uh, the way that we interact with the world and like what we choose to spend our money on and the goals that we decide to work toward. uh, Like I said, it's it's really tied into your emotions and things and things that can bring you joy. So it's good that it's not the same for everybody.
0: Yeah, I I, I totally agree. it's it, it is interesting i was talking with somebody yesterday who who uh, works in the retirement planning space and something like 57 million americans don't have access to 401k's or retirement plans at work and she talked about how it used to be that you worked at the same company for 30 years and you had a pension and when you retired you just got a paycheck you know and essentially that was pretty mm-hmm. simple and now and and now we have the opposite which is you need to make all the decisions. You need to figure out how to turn this money that you saved into income, and don't 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 screw any of the stuff up. So it is this simple, and now it's extremely complex. How do you think about yeah. uh, managing complexity?
1: That is a really good question, and I mean, you touched on probably one of the most challenging parts of personal finance is planning for this uncertain future wherever where you need a, you, you know a lot of money because you're not going to be working for however many years and you want to continue to enjoy your life um I think the and that's really daunting too people being like I need to save a million dollars or whatever they decide on and you know that time is a huge factor in that which only increases the pressure as you get older and learn these concepts and maybe have the chance to take stock for the first time of what you really need to do and so as daunting as that is there's only so much you can do about where you're you're at you know you can't change the past if you're behind in retirement savings so breaking things into small bite sized attainable goals really helps I mean I think in all different sorts of problem solving but particularly when you're going after big financial goals because otherwise if, if if it's all too big at once then you're probably not going to make that much progress at all. So finding ways to be excited and motivated and achieving a little bit at a time can really go a long way.
0: Yeah, I think that that's really well said. Yeah, it, 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 it is 100% daunting. You tell somebody, "Hey, listen, you know, Christine or hey 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 listen Marvin, you're 30 years old, you don't have that much mm-hmm. money saved, you need to save a million dollars." Like oh my gosh, well I I better get started, but I don't have any money to save, and now time is ticking on, and and I'm feeling anxiety and pressure, and I imagine a lot of the time that just has the the negative impact of causing people to do nothing.
1: Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me, absolutely. And I even, you know, I experienced that myself. I knew from the beginning that. I was supposed to save for retirement and I was fortunate enough in my first job to have a 401k to my employer and I was also fortunate, I am fortunate enough to have a mother who's an accountant and very much understands these things. So it was nice to have her in my corner when I was making my first decisions about these things. But outside of that, I was nervous to invest in anything outside of my employer-sponsored plan, which I know is a nice problem to have. I'll absolutely acknowledge that. But even when you know it's the right thing to do, it, you just, there's a fear of getting things wrong. And some of that might just be personality-based. Some people are better at diving into new things in, in new unknown adventures, but it can feel really high stakes because it's your money and it's, You don't necessarily know how everything works, but um, once you get started, there's a lot to be said for momentum and learning along the way. And um, that's why I really like to recommend to people to check out any sort of account that doesn't have a deposit minimum or a balance minimum while you're trying to figure out how different financial products work, because that can make it a lot less intimidating and feel a little lower risk as you start to get your feet wet.
0: Yeah, I think that that's I think that that's a great way to think about it and and and, and look at it. I, I I wonder what the what the sort of propensity is for people once they do pick, let's just say that they picked X Y Z uh, brokerage house or X Y Z robo advisor outside of their four hundred one k plan to start investing in because they did some research. How often somebody is to 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 change that, or how often people actually move accounts around? I don't know if you have an answer to that question, necessarily, it's probably something that would be interesting to, to, to research, but I imagine that once I, I, I sort of made that decision, uh, there's probably emotions attached to it.
1: For sure, and that, that happens in every sort of financial product. You know there are things out there that are better for you, but change is daunting, you're comfortable with what you have, there's also t- like time in figuring out what you want. Yeah. And so that, that theme extends through all different sorts of decisions that you have. Um, and I think that's, that's why uh, you always see those car insurance commercials or hear those ads where they're like, you can switch and save because they know most people won't. And so you, you don't go after those savings so you're with the same company for a long time and they continue to raise your rate. I think that's something people are a little bit more accustomed to it's just because of the way that the advertising has gone in that space and the way that competition in for for people's businesses gone but it's the same in any other financial product that you might use i had that fear as well like i had the same bank for a really long time longer than i should have because i was living in a part of the country at you know at one point when i didn't have access to the bank that i'd grown up with but it was the bank that my parent bank account my parents opened for me it's the place i learned how to write a check things like that and you're like oh man i i I don't know. I maybe I should just stick with this. When in reality, I was getting you know 0.01%. Per- you know a long time ago when even when savings rates were much better than they are now. Uh, you know what I'm trying to get at here is it's it's okay to change your mind and don't feel like you when you choose your next bank or credit card or brokerage that you're making this decision for life because you're not. Sometimes it can feel that way and it's there's actually not always much consequence or at stake when you do switch um, from brokerage to brokerage or, you know, shift which credit card do you want to be spending on?
0: Yeah, that's, that's such an interesting thing, right? The psychology behind that and all the reasons that we have for staying in a situation that maybe isn't very good for us. And there's probably a lot of analogies and, and, and metaphors through every aspect of life. As, as you are, Obviously, a professional writer, as you are looking at a new story. Let, let, let let's say you wanted to dig into cryptocurrency. Uh, how 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 do you think that that your process can 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 benefit other people when when they're trying to learn about something new?
1: Yeah i I would say accept that you don't know anything and you have to ask questions. And sometimes that can be uncomfortable. But one thing that's an advantage I'd say as just kind of a regular consumer rather than somebody who's trying to write and educate other people is you can really just kind of take some time to research on your own as opposed to have to like call somebody and ask them questions and admit things that you don't know. You kind of get to, to hide behind our computer screens or our phone screens and do a lot of digging. But making sure that you're looking at a lot of different sources when you're trying to learn something new, um, number one, because you know, there might you never know like when you might come across something that's not characterized properly or maybe explained not as well. It's just people learn different different ways. and so finding an article or a video or something that explains the concept to you in a way that resonates with you is important. Everyone has different learning styles. And so, of course, I would recommend that people go to the balance to <laughs> look for <laughs> answers to their money questions. But I also, like, I would never tell somebody, like, make a decision off of one thing that you've read and go with it. It's good to get a couple of different perspectives and talk to your friends about it. See if see if any of them have dabbled in whatever you're trying to learn about. Um, it can really help to just hear something from the mouth of somebody that you're used to talking to, and you understand how they how they communicate things.
0: Yeah, I think that that's awesome. I I, I saw uh, when when I was doing a little bit of research into um, what we were going to talk about today that that you're excited about community building, and I think that that I, I'm I'm definitely the same way. Um, and when, so, so when you're talking about talking to people that you're comfortable talking about or talking with, I think that that's a pretty cool way to think about it, and I don't know that I ever have. Um, so being able to tap into people with relationships that you trust, and like, like you said, you're already comfortable conversing with them, can really help a lot.
1: Yeah, and I am a big fan of just talking to people about money, normalizing that conversation because I think that's something that not everybody is comfortable with. And when you're when you're talking to a friend or a family member about it, you don't need to necessarily pretend that you know something that you don't. You can you can figure it out together. And I, I mean, I like to say that back when we went to these things called parties, <laughs> I would be kind of the most boring person there in some ways because I would love having conversations with people about finance Uh, but it happened all the time because people knew that that's what I do and so there is a desire to talk about these things in a more social setting and figure these these things out with like-minded people. Um, People just think it's like oh you're not supposed to talk about it and it's easier when you're like oh I know that person is this is her job and this is what she likes to talk about but uh, I don't think you need to have a personal finance writer in your friend circle to be able to have those discussions.
0: Yeah. Amen. Well, Christine, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them?
1: I would really encourage people to r- take time to recognize what those emotional drivers are in your life and how those affect your finances. For me personally, I really enjoy spending time with my friends, and so when it comes to evaluating how I'm going to spend my money or where I might need to cut back, I really prioritize saving, keeping things aside for for those experiences with the people that I enjoy spending time with because it makes me so happy, and to cut that out of my life is going to have a large effect on Things, you know, any goal that I might be trying to save for, trying to, you know, take money away from whatever sort of social engagement I'm trying to do and save for a house, well, I probably won't keep that motivation very long because I'll be miserable. And I really encourage people to identify that and don't be afraid of that. It's, it's not something you should be ashamed of, it's, it's something that you should understand about yourself.
0: Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets. Come on. Come on. Christine, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you?
1: You can learn all about all different things of finance on thebalance.com. We are also on Twitter at The Balance. Um, I'm also on Twitter at Riding Bike. A little bit of a pun there. I'm a writer. I like riding bikes. But <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely a great resource to go to thebalance.com. We cover everything finance.
0: Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Christine your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to TheBalance.com. Learn about all things personal finance. You can find The Balance on Twitter, and you can find Christine on Twitter as well. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Christine.
1: Thank you so much.
0: And until next time, keep fighting the good fight we are all in this together.